Amen. Well, let's look at Proverbs 9, verse 10. Proverbs 9, verse 10. It says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. For by me your days will be multiplied, and years of life will be added to you. If you are wise, you are wise for yourself, and if you scoff, you will bear it alone. Verse 10 said, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Let's look at just a, a couple. We'll probably come back to Proverbs 9, but we'll just put a few more up on the screen that say the same thing. Job 28, 28 says, And to man he said, Behold the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. And to depart from evil is understanding. Psalm 111, verse 10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all those who do his commandments. His praise endures forever. Proverbs 1 7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. You know, wisdom is understanding, wisdom is knowing what to do, wisdom is insight into the true nature of things. You know, just some definitions from the dictionary. We know what it is. It's the ability to discern inner qualities and relationships. You know, you have wisdom in a circumstance. You're not just seeing superficially. You see deep. The more wisdom you have in the situation, you see past the superficial. You see past what is just obvious. You see into the true nature of what's going on. Wisdom is knowing what to do. It's good sense. It's judgment knowing what to judge correctly. You know, you see a circumstance and to judge what needs to be done. Wisdom can be a generally accepted belief. Now, we're, that's a definition in the dictionary. We're going to touch on that. Wisdom, just talk about, well, it's wisdom to do such and such. Generally accepted belief. It can be accumulated philosophical or scientific learning knowledge, the wisdom, you know, of mankind, or wisdom in a certain, wisdom in a certain discipline. But in its essence, wisdom is not just facts, it's knowing past the facts and how everything works together, past what is on the surface to the reality. Of things. Now notice these verses. Let's go back and read some of these again. Proverbs 9, verse 10. Let's just uh, look through a few of them. Proverbs 9, verse 10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. So to have true wisdom... You need the fear of the Lord. 
The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, is the beginning of true understanding. In other words, there's no wisdom without knowing God. Any true wisdom is based on God and draws from Him. There is nothing wise apart from God. Anything that looks wise, it's based on God. If it's working, it's based on His principles. In other words, there's nothing that's working in the earth, truly working, apart from His, his truth and His knowledge. Anything, there are a lot of stuff that looks like it's working for a little bit until it blows up because the superficial look good but under the hood there was rot and decay put into motion and in the long term it blew up it didn't work that's men's wisdom god's wisdom doesn't ever blow up doesn't ever fail it's eternal he knows what to do and he's not nothing if something blew up when you know what I mean by that, you know, it just came apart later. It looked like the, this, this uh, philosophy looked good until, oh, it didn't cover this case, and somebody's life just fell apart. That, that never happens with God. Because for that to happen, he would have had to miss something. He would have had to not see it. Oh, I didn't see that coming. Darn. Back to the drawing board. Never has happened with him. Has that ever happened with men, though? Has that ever happened with you or me? Yeah? Does that, what does that mean? We weren't quite hooked up with what he was doing. Right? I'm not talking about going through a rough place. You can be pressured and everything, but you're still on the right track. I'm, I'm telling you, you thought this was a good idea, and it completely fell apart. Then, well... It's not God's fault. Well, God told me to do it. Uh, check that. It, it's, we, can't, we can't say, well, it was him, because he never fails. No, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Go down to Proverbs 1, 7, what we just read. At the end there, it says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Psalm 53, verse 1. Now let's come back to that. Let's go down to 1 Corinthians 2. Look at this, and then we'll maybe come back to some of those. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 6. It says, however, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age. Nor of the rulers of this age, who are coming to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. The hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew. For had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Verse 13, these things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches. Notice, making a differ, uh, differentiation here. These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit 
teaches. What, what is the Holy Spirit going to teach? The truth of God, the wisdom of God. The Holy Spirit's never going to lead anybody apart from God's wisdom, God's truth, God's knowledge. If anybody ever thought they got something from God, but it disagreed with the Word, it wasn't from God, period. Well, yeah, but I saw an angel, or I saw a vision. I don't care what you saw. If it, line, if it doesn't line up with the Word of God, it's wrong. There are wrong spirits. The Bible says that Satan, you know, presents himself as an angel of light. And so people all over the planet think they're hearing from God, but believe in things that aren't in this book, aren't in the Bible. It's not God. Yeah, but it sounds good. We've believed it for 1,500 years, 3,000 years. If it's not in the Bible, it's wrong. It's not God's wisdom. It's man's wisdom and or it's demonic. It's not God. We'll see that. It's not God. Verse 13 again, These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. So you see, this talks about men's wisdom and God's wisdom. Let's read a little bit further. We're going to go back actually to an earlier uh, chapter, the chapter right before we just read. But 1 Corinthians 1, verse 18, it says, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to those who are being saved it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise. We're not talking about the wisdom of God. God's saying, I'll destroy the wisdom of the, you could put print or quotes, the quote unquote wise. The people that are named wise. What looks like wisdom to men's ideas. But God says, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the understanding of the, quote-unquote, prudent. Because if it's truly prudent, if it's truly wise, then God's not destroying it. God is not against it. God's prudence does not come to nothing. So this is what men would call prudent. This is what men would call wise. But it's not God. Verse 20, where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this age? In other words, where are the smart people? Where are the people that people are looking to for direction? Has God not made foolish the wisdom of this world? God said, it says here, has he not made the wisdom of this world, the things that are called wise, foolish. Verse 21, for since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God, it pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. 
For Jews request a sign and Greeks seek after wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified to the Jews a stumbling block and to the Greeks foolishness. To those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, that means the Jewish people and then everybody else, the Gentiles, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. It says, go back to verse 23, but we preach Christ crucified to the Jews a stumbling block. So Christ is a stumbling block to the Jews. They can't get past it because when we have the law, we have the prophets, this is the way it's supposed to be, and Christ upended all that. So to the Jews, it's a stumbling block. To the Greeks, it's foolishness. It's just babbling. Yeah, whatever, another God. Yeah, whatever. Christ, you believe in Christ. You believe in some person. Yeah, okay. Foolishness, that's the way it says. Verse 24, but to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, see people that have come out, put their, their natural understanding aside and look to the truth. It says wherever they come from, Jews or Greeks, it says Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. Christ is called the wisdom of God. Christ is God's wisdom. The message is God's wisdom. The fact that Jesus came and died for the world, some people go, that's nonsense, that's foolishness. But the Bible says it's the wisdom of God. Verse 25, because the foolishness of God or what, you know, not, not that he's foolish, but even God's light thoughts, if you want to say that, is, it says, is wiser than men. In other words, the deepest thoughts of men, they can't hold a candle to God's, you know, he didn't have to try. He is of the Almighty. In other words, men can't hold a candle to the wisdom of God. Verse 25, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men. Again, not that he's weak. It's just saying the strongest man can't even begin to touch the Almighty. His wisdom is above anything man can come up with. Let's skip down to James 3, verse 13. Just giving some background here as we get into this. James 3, verse 13 says, Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. That's true wisdom. Verse 14, but if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. Have we seen any bitter envy and self-seeking in the world? Anywhere, anybody seen anything that remotely, remotely looks like that? It said, if, you, if uh, you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom does not send, descend from above but is earthly, sensual, demonic. For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. You, ever, you see any of that? Confusion, uproar, self-seeking, envy, discord, hate. 
What does the Bible say about that? Let's read verse 15 again. This wisdom does not descend from above, but it's earthly, it's sensual, it's demonic. The devil riles people up. The devil is the author of confusion, is the author of destruction. That's not God. Verse 16, for where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. Verse 17, but the wisdom that is from above. Now, notice how it describes this, the wisdom that's from above, from God, His wisdom. Is first pure, then peaceable, then gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good, good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. That's describing the wisdom of God. Let's look at this in the New Living Translation, this same passage. James 3.13 says, If you are wise and understand God's ways, prove it by living an honorable life, doing good works with all humility that comes from wisdom. In other words, you live according to what is truly right, not what the passing fad is. You know, we need to understand the source of the so-called wisdom that we may be listening to or that we hear. You know, back when we read the definitions, and said we'd come back, we'd mention that, one of the definitions of wisdom, just if you look it up in the dictionary, is generally accepted belief. In other words, a lot of people believe it. Well, here's a question. Does we need to look at anything that we've accepted as quote-unquote wisdom, does it line up with the Word of God? Because if it doesn't, it's not real wisdom. doesn't matter if you get 15 people in a certain area that say, oh yeah, this, this. Have you ever seen a person be wrong? Ever? Has a human being ever been wrong in your experience? Of course they have. If you've lived long enough, have you seen how many times the so-called diets change, how, what's good for you today? Well, this is why everybody knows this. Well, that changes from decade to decade. You grew up at a certain time, you may think, well, everybody knows you're not supposed to eat fat. <laughs> Says who? Everybody knows you're not supposed to eat carbs. I mean, pretty soon you can't eat anything. It just depends on what decade you live in. Yeah, you want to be sensible. But what, you know, what's God saying about I mean, I'm not, you, I'm not trying to knock people. I'm, what I'm saying is you can't put people on a pedestal. You can't put opinions on a pedestal. You can't put men's ideas on a pedestal. God's wisdom stands regardless of what comes. It will be right today, it'll be right tomorrow. It won't change. It won't go left and right. It won't go up and down. You won't hear God giving you a different opinion one decade to the next. It's important to listen to the Spirit of God. It's important to listen to what the Word says. Be led in line with the Word. But it's important to, to know what the source of what is called wisdom is. Where's it coming from? 
In other words, how does it originate? And we need to examine everything that we think we accept as wisdom in line with the Word of God. Is it truly wise according to true wisdom, or is it something people accepted over time? You know, there's a lot of sayings that people throw out that, you know, they're, they're like Proverbs, but we're not talking about Proverbs in the Bible, but they're just stuff people say. And we could go into any number of them. But they're, they're like, and people, if you say them, uh, people will nod their heads and say, oh yeah, that's, a, that's true. I hesitate to get into a bunch of those this morning, but, but you know what I'm talking about, stuff that's just considered wisdom that people pass on, and they, oh, an ancient proverb said such and such. Whenever you hear one of those, say, where's the scripture that backs that up? You know, like one that's kind of funny, somebody will say, well, if mom ain't happy, nobody, ain't nobody happy. And people go, oh, yeah, I know what you mean. Think about what you're saying if you say that. What are you saying about mama? She's temperamental, unstable, selfish. And that means if she's ticked, She's going to let everybody in the house know it. Does that sound like a real godly person? But people spout that and go, oh, yeah, I know what you mean. That's not true. Put that saying up against Proverbs 31, when it's talking about the godly woman. Does it say, and if she's not happy, she'll let everybody know it. Nobody's going to be happy. Is that what it says? It doesn't say that. But, the, but people go, oh, yeah. That's not Bible. That's something somebody made up, maybe because they were married to a witch. I don't know. <laughs> and they were controlled, and they had hell on earth every day, and so they started to, you know, if, if, if she ain't happy, there's not anybody going to be happy. And maybe they had a buddy <laughs> that was in the same position, and they got to talking. And maybe they had a little club. They started talking, man. What? That, they said it to, you know, man, if she ain't happy, nobody said, you too? Man, that's the way I feel. And the other guy said, really? That's where I'm at. And so people started repeating it. And they passed it down and they told their kids, well, you know, mom's not happy. Nobody, oh, yeah, I know what you're, because they were experiencing it. <laughs> well, I know what you're talking about, Dad. Shut up around here. Well, somebody started repeating it sometime. And it's, you can say it's funny, but really, what are we laughing at? Not trying to be legalistic, but seriously, what are we thinking? So there's a lot of stuff like that that people go, oh, yeah, that's true. Where's the, where's the scripture for? In every situation, anything that we think, oh, that's true. Oh, that's true. Where is it in the Bible? I think, you know, we'll get back into this, but just saying, think about financially. All kinds of people talk about wisdom financially. Shows, I mean, good night. How many shows are there on financial wisdom? 
or books, podcasts. How many of those, and there's some godly ones, but the first thing they say is you need to honor the Lord your God with the first fruit of all your increase. You tithe, you give up. How many of the natural shows that would be, oh yeah, these guys are experts, they're on Wall Street. How many of them say, come out and say that's for number one? Well, then why would you listen to any, if they don't say that and that's what the Bible says, what about everything else that they're saying? And how's that working out for them right now? Could be good, could be not, but how many people said, oh yeah, end of March and beginning, of, or you know, end of February, beginning of March, everything's going to tank and it's going to be different. Now I know stuff's coming back, different things, but it's a different world. Stuff shifted all left and right. How many people called that one? You know what? If you're walking according to what God said, doesn't matter because God's wisdom will take you through anything. It didn't say there's no asterisk by it. It doesn't, it doesn't blow up under certain circumstances. We need to be led by the Spirit of God in everything, yet He's put down certain principles in His Word concerning every situation, and we need to be led by what His Word says and then be led by a heart. Conventional wisdom can be turned on its head, but if you're being led by the Spirit of God, you can still be out ahead of everything. You can still... You're doing what God told you to do in every circumstance. Let's go back to verse 13, and James will read through this. If you are wise and understand God's ways, prove it by living an honorable life, doing good works with humility that comes from wisdom. But you, if you are bitterly jealous and there is selfish ambition in your heart, don't cover up the truth with boasting and lying. Verse 15, For jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Such things are earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. For wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and, and evil of every kind. Verse 17, But the wisdom from above is first of all pure, it is also peace-loving, gentle at all times, and willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and good deeds. It shows no favoritism and is always sincere. You can tell what's godly wisdom and what is just men's ideas, giving us some criteria right here, but it will always line up with the Word of God. In every situation, it will be true. It will be right. It will always work. It won't have pain added to it. It won't be well, if I was following somebody's philosophy, this is what they said, and they're pretty wise. They did such and such. You've got to watch that. Is it God? Is it line up with it? Is it what He's speaking to your heart that lines up with the Word of God? What is the Word? What is in the Bible? What did men and women do in the Bible? 
That would look, it doesn't look like quote-unquote wisdom sometimes in the world, but just, you're not getting into it today, but when you look at examples in the Bible, I mean, we talked about Abram in the, the offering. Was it wise that Abram was thinking he was expecting a child when he was close to 100 and his wife never had a child? and was past childbearing age, does that seem wise? Would any natural person say, oh yeah, that's what happens? Does wisdom dictate that result? No, never. But what did God say? What was God's wisdom? God said, you're going to have a child. I don't care what it looks like in the natural. The wisest thing was Abram was listening to God. And that was going to stand. That was true. That was right. Doesn't matter if you got you lined up a thousand people and told him he was stupid. Or that just doesn't happen. But it did happen. But it was right. But it was true. God's wisdom, the, you know, our, our original scripture said, the fear of the Lord, it's the beginning of wisdom. In other words, honoring him, going to him and saying, Lord, what do you have to say about it? I don't care what anybody else has to say about it. What do you have to say about it? That's the beginning of wisdom. What he says is always right. It's always true. It's always the answer. But you take him out of the equation, and you're just left with a bunch of ideas. A bunch of people's opinions. And let me just say this, there is science, real science, and then there are people manipulating what they call science to their agenda. Oh, it's been like that for a long time. There are things you can prove and you can run an experiment on. And anybody can do the same thing. And if it comes out the same time every time, that's science. But you're going to make a freaking model? You're going to make a model and decide that is truth? I'm talking about in any area. I'm talking about evolution. I'm talking about pandemics. I'm talking about the environment. Those are men's ideas that you can change and tweak and input, and the whole output changes. Do you know what I'm saying? That's not science. I don't care how many letters somebody has behind their name. I don't care because certain people lie. I know I'm being bold here. People will give ideas and give their opinion that is actually would fit. Would you say some of this? Didn't intend on saying some of this, but look, and I'm not naming anybody's names. I'm talking about generally speaking in the world. Look at the world that we live in. Go back to James 3. Verse 14 says, If you are bitterly jealous and there is selfish ambition in your heart, don't cover up the truth with boasting and lying, for jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Such things are earthly, unspiritual, demonic, 
For where there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and evil of every kind. Now let me read the next verse to you. But the wisdom from above is first of all pure. It is also peace-loving, gentle at times, willing to yield to others, full of mercy and good deeds. It shows no favoritism and is always sincere. That's godly wisdom. That's godly direction. But you have opinions and you have doctrine and you have philosophy in the world that is devilish. And I will say boldly, people throw out the word science and try to back up demonic agendas. And it, it, we have to open our eyes. I'm talking about for decades. I'm not even referring to exactly what's going on now. Evolution is a demonic idea. It contradicts the Word of God. It's not God's wisdom. It's not what the Word says. We have to understand if something contradicts the Word of God or says the Word of God is wrong or we don't need that, take God out of the equation and try to bring in true wisdom and knowledge, it's, a, it's nothing. It's a pile of junk. Let's go back to uh, Proverbs 1, verse 7. Having fun this morning, aren't we? <laughs> Proverbs 1, verse 7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. It says, fools despise wisdom and instruction. Well, despise just any wisdom? No, the wisdom of God. Despise God's wisdom. Psalm 53, 1 says, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt and have done abominable iniquity. There is none who does good. Verse 2, God looks down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there are any who understand who seek God. said, if there are any who understand. What is that? Wisdom. Understand who seek God. Seek Him. Seek Him. Well, what if you say, well, you know, I, God, we, we don't know. There's so many opinions and, you know, there's so many ways to God. We don't even know about that. But we're going to just have these ideas anyway. What, what are those ideas? Junk. If it's not based on the Word of God and God's wisdom... And his word and truth, then it's nothing. And it will fall apart. Amen.
The wisdom, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That means there is no wisdom apart from believing God and His wisdom. And anything that would take God out of the situation and say, well, we can do it anyway, God's just one way, it's automatically wrong. And we see a whole lot of this in the world right now. And guys, you need to understand, it's demonic. There is sensual wisdom, demonic wisdom, that is riling up and creating destruction. It's creating disorder. It's creating chaos. And the devil is behind it. It's not God's wisdom. And there are things that people are saying, oh, but this is what we believe, and try to throw it. And I'm being bold, I understand. It wasn't intended really to go on certain things, but we need to understand when people are trying to push agendas, and that includes shutting Christianity down. It's not God's wisdom. You take out the godly from it. You take out God from it. Now it's not wisdom. Now it is just people talking, and it leads to destruction. It leads to, to disorder. It leads to chaos. It's not God's wisdom, and it's not full of mercy and full of patience. Anytime you see anything that fits these descriptions, sensual, Selfish, earthly, chaos, disorder. It's not God. It's not His wisdom. His wisdom will stand for all time. His wisdom is the cross of Christ. We read in 1 Corinthians 1. It said, it look, it's a stumbling block to the Jewish people. It's foolishness to the Greeks. But to those that are called, it is the power of God Almighty, the cross. That's the wisdom of God. Here in Psalms it says, let's go back to verse 1, The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt and have done abominable iniquity. There is none who does good. God looks down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there are any who understand, who seek God. The fool says there's no God. This wisdom... The wisdom of God, it says, fools despise wisdom and instruction. What we had read in Proverbs 1, verse 7. Boy, we are cooking this morning, aren't we? You just wait out a little more. All the social stuff you see, all the... 
the social opinions concerning homosexuality, consider tr considering transgenderism, considering all this nonsense, it is completely demonic. And it is not God's wisdom. But some people will say, well, this, see, you look, this is what, and you won't find it proven, but this, this is what our latest, this is, this is what we believe now concerning human behavior. This is how people are born. That contradicts the word of God. It'll never be right. And it sets you up to try to deny the word of God. And anybody that does anything different and says anything different is full of hate which is actually completely flipped. Because any wisdom that would contradict the word of God, it says that is what is demonic. And it's a shroud. It is, what, what you see in the world is a veil. It's a shroud. It's deception in the world right now. We, we people believe certain things and they go after it like sheep to the slaughter. Oh, okay, you say that, all right, we believe it. And people are buying into things that aren't godly. What did we read first? The, the fear of the Lord. What is fear? It's not runaway scared fear. It is reverence. Lord, what you say is right. I don't, what, not my understanding, not my opinion, not my feelings, not my emotions. It's what you say is right. Period. That is the beginning of wisdom. And if you take God out of it, if we say that, no, it's this person's, I, I don't know, I, I just feel sorry for this person, so I, I think it should be this way. That is not the same as it being in the Word of God. And it's not our purpose to go and teach on all that, you know, that part this morning. But you can go through the Word of God, and it is very clear that there are two sexes and there anything else is perversion and there is nothing in the Bible that would support homosexuality or lesbianism that is just not the Bible that is perversion that is putting the person the people above the Creator Psalm 53, verse 1, let's read that again, then we're going to read another verse. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt and have done abominable iniquity. There is none who does good. God looks down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there are any who understand, who seek God. Look at Exodus 20, verse 3. Exodus 20, verse 3, 10 commandments, it says, You shall have no other gods before me. You shall have no other gods before me. Verse 4, You shall not make for yourself a carved image, any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in earth beneath, or that is in water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them. 
For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing mercy to thousands, to those who love me and keep my commandments. The first commandment is you shall have no other God before me. God's before me. One definition of a God is that determines what you do, the decisions you make. And we have a whole lot of gods in the world beside the Lord God. Well, I just think this, not the same as God saying it. Well, I believe this, I feel this way. That's not the same as God. If we let something else determine what we do, then we are putting another God before Him. Verse 4, you shall not make for yourself a carved image, any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them. You know what? People are bowing down and serving all kinds of things besides God. What does that sound like? That's not God. That's demonic. Bowing down to other stuff. So, oh, we have to do things this way. We can't let, we can't hurt people's feelings. Well, are people's feelings or their ideas above the Word of God? No, we need to understand that God and His Word and the fear of God, those he is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of Him, going to Him and say, Lord, we reverence You. Whatever You say, that's what we'll do. See, that's the beginning of anything that would be considered wise. That's the beginning of anything that is going to be right for the long haul. Other things may sound good, but it blows up. It blows up in the long haul. How are we doing? James 4, verse 13. Let's look at there quick. James 4, 13. It says, Come now, you who say today or tomorrow we will go to such and such a city, spend a year there, buy and sell, and make a profit. Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. For what is your life? It is, e it is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, If the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that, but now you boast in your arrogance, all such boasting is evil. Let's read that again. It says, Come now you say, Today or tomorrow we'll go and to such and such a city and spend a year there and buy and sell and make a profit. We're making plans. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going we're to get it done. Nothing wrong with making plans. Nothing wrong with having 
an idea of where you're going. But what does it say? It says, whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. Have we seen that? People are like, I got plans. How many times have you heard it? Well, I was going to do this, but, you know, you have memes <laughs> that say, you know, this year I'm not going to, the, to Cancun because of COVID. Usually it's because I don't have the money, but this year it's because of COVID. <laughs> How many plans have been changed? People have... Thought, they thought they were going to do something. They said they were going to do something. And it changed. It was different. I mean, everybody. But it says, verse 14, Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. Do, does anybody want to stand up and say, I know what's going to happen tomorrow? You don't. Does God know? Yes, he does. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. In other words, we're here, and then a little bit, we're gone. This verse 15, Instead, you ought to say, If the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. Now, that does not contradict faith. People read this, you'll faith. well, what, I mean not supposed to say if the Lord wills. You, you, we need to know what the Word says, but then we need to seek God on what He's saying in His direction. And what does He say about a situation? You can confess all day long, and if that's not what God has for you specifically, I'm talking about in your life, I'm not talking about things covered uh, by the atonement. I'm not talking about healing or things like that. But I'm saying, you're saying, I'm going to go do such and such, you can confess that all day long. If that's not what God has for you, it's not going to go. And you can get, people have gotten to arrogance and boasting sometimes where they're like, I'm going to go do this and bless God, and it's not God necessarily. They've gotten over to where they think they're going to do something. And we ought to have this opinion, I mean, not this opinion, this attitude, coming and saying, Lord, if you will. But I'm willing to change at the drop of the hat because you're my Lord and what you want me to do, I'm going to do. See, that's the beginning of wisdom. You're reverencing, fearing Him, going, Lord, whatever you would have me to do, I'll do. You want me to change? I'll do that. You want me to go over here? I'll do that. And I trust you and I put you first. It says, verse 16, But now you boast in your arrogance, all such boasting is evil. All such boasting. Can you be boasting? Could you actually be boasting when you say, we're going to do such and such? You can. You can get into boasting. You can get over to where you're thinking you're going to do something instead of, Lord, whatever you say, that's what we're going to do. His way works. Let's read a couple more. 2 Corinthians 1, verse 12. It says, For our boasting is this, 
the testimony of our conscience that we conducted ourselves in the world in simplicity and godly sincerity, not with fleshly wisdom, but by the grace of God and more abundantly towards you. Not with fleshly wisdom, but by the grace of God and more abundantly towards you. See, there's a fleshly wisdom and there's a godly wisdom. And we see so much of what more and more in this world, this place, in this day and age we live in, that is fleshly wisdom. People are, are putting forward ideas that have no basis in the Word of God that might sound good under some circumstances to some people, but it is not God. It is not the Word. And we as Christians, we need to be walking and be sensitive and to understand the times we live in and understand that we need to look to Him in order to make decisions, in order to plan, in order to walk out our lives here. We need to go to Him first. Because we are in a different time. We are, we are in the last days. And we are not in a place where we can just chug on business as usual and act like, well, you know, you check in with God once in a while. Well, you know, but so-and-so says this. We need to, to tune into Him and to know what He's saying and to know what He wants us to do for our individual circumstance. His wisdom will stand. People's opinions can fail. People's counsel is, it might be, ba it might be well intended, it might be based on some past experience, but how many times have you seen, you know, on the, the investment commercials or an investment um, were, uh, handouts or information about that, past performance is no guarantee of future performance. In other words, it doesn't matter what's happened in the past, where are we going? What's coming? Well, God knows that. We don't know. But we need to be ready. We need to be close to Him. We need to say, Lord, I'm one of those, like we read in uh, Psalm 53. It says, the Lord looks down from heaven and goes across, says, seeks to see, is there any who understand? We need to look and say, Lord, I look to you. One thing I know is that I trust you. I'm serving you. And whatever you say, that's what I'm going to do. Lord, if you, if you want me to go over here and buy and sell, that's what I'm going to do. You want me to go over here and buy and sell, that's what I'm going to do. But I trust you. I look to you and your wisdom. Lord, I reverence you. I honor you. Because his word stands and his wisdom will stand. Amen.